Welcome to Finding Your Superpowers with Kanitha Amor. I'm your host, and I'm super excited tonight because I have a special guest with us. She is, let me see how, how do we meet? Think, okay, so we have a mutual friend, but I don't even think that I knew that we had a mutual friend because I tried to say, oh, I have a person you should meet. (laughs) So how, it was on LinkedIn. Was it on LinkedIn? Yeah, LinkedIn. It must have been through someone's network post or something, something like that. I don't know. And then we, we just met. And when we talked, we just clicked. It was like, pick her up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't know if it was either around a more women, some posts Uh that you had made with that, or like a hand lender thing when I was trying to build a network. And then we were like, let's just meet and talk about it. And we had all sorts of technical issues, but we were talking about everything else. (laughs) We did, we did. And we became fast friends. And um, oh my goodness, the love that I have for her is just simply amazing. She is doing some great, great things. So I'm excited for you to hear about all the things that she is doing. Um, Stacia is like simply amazing, right? And so I want her to talk about not only herself, and we're gonna talk about her po- um, her superpowers, but we're also going to talk about, I want her to tell us more about Handlender and some of the things that she's doing. So uh, Stacia, tell us about yourself. All right, yeah, I, um, well, first of all, thanks girl. I just feel, I mean, I didn't pay her. So I just feel like <laughs> this is legit. So we are, we are drawing this thing. <laughs> yeah, you are truly legit. Yeah, and I'm just, uh, let me just say too, just super thankful to like, and we're in different cities. I'm from Michigan. So, but the fact that like we're in different places and every time we connect, it's like, Let's just pick up where we left off. I truly love that and love what you're doing with the more women too. Um, so yeah, I am, <clears throat> I wear so many hats. I am, I'm telling myself that I'm pretty much amazing. So I think it's good to you say that. You are amazing. Hello. I mean, it's one of the things that I picked up from you though. And I was like, yeah, you know, as I'm thinking about how do I, you know, even speak about myself without it sounding braggadocious, but really like there's a lot of things in life. I think that just God I read this last night in, in the Bible and um, it was talking about how God calls us his masterpiece. And that mm-hmm. in itself was like, I'm yes. a masterpiece. like there is no other person like me. So it's not being arrogant to just say that, you know what, like I'm amazing because of who God is. So anyway, I am a mom. I have two little girls, um, 11 and six. I'm an entrepreneur. I have a hand lender. I'm an engineer by trade. I uh, work as a, a technical or a customer program manager in a technical field. Um, I just wear so many different hats, born and raised in Michigan, moved out here to cold Minnesota and because <laughs> it's real <laughs> and just, you know, what, just really traversing through life and all of its ups and downs and goods and bads and all of those things too. So I don't know. I just, I am, I am Sasha. <laughs> she is Sasha. She's amazing. Um, and yes, she has a heart so to help other people. And so what I love about her is that who, I mean, it's not too many of us that come up with or brainstorm companies that help other people. Right. And so when I found out about Handlender and the things that you're doing, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so amazing. So tell us a little bit about Handlender. Yeah. Yeah. Handlender has been a passion of mine for, I'm going to say 2012. I'm pretty sure it's 2012. It was just after I had my daughter. Um, and I, so I just, a lot of us can relate to these things where we feel like we are, we've just gone through so much adversity and so many different things in life where we're like, 
I don't know how to do this. Or you learn to do things on your own and you learn to not really need other people. You can give like no other, but you don't really need help. And so as a mom, I think you know this, after you have a child, you're like, all right, as much as I don't want to ask for help, I need help. I need somebody to come and help me. So I think that's when it kind of hit me back then. She was born in 2011, but in 2012, it was like really getting into the, to the thick of things. There's lots of life changes going on. And I just remember struggling so much. I didn't, I was here in Minnesota. I didn't have a strong network. I didn't know a lot of people. Um, and my core group of friends, I mean, they had their own lives, so I couldn't really count on them. And by the time I, I thought about the specific things that I'm, I needed help with, and I could articulate it, they would be busy. It just didn't work out. And it just felt really exhausting and vulnerable and just to be able to ask for help. And I, I mean, when you grow up not needing to ask for help, you sort of fear rejection too, when you have to do it. It's a really vulnerable place. So I didn't want to do that. So anyway, finding myself in a spot where I have to ask for, for help and then just hating inefficiencies in general. I think that's just how I'm naturally wired. I don't like inefficiencies. I just started thinking there's, there's gotta be a better way to do this. Asking for help or lending a hand shouldn't be difficult. And from that, that's kind of where Handlender, Handlender was born. I started thinking like, I can't be the only person who's like, I don't know a lot of people. I might not have the resources. I love to help others. Who do I help? Where do I go when I need help? Why am I thinking so much about this? Yeah, I absolutely love that. And you hit on a couple of key points that I love is that first, sometimes we know we need help, but we can't communicate it, right? And so we can't say exactly what it is that we need. Um, so that's a struggle in itself. And then being vulnerable enough to ask and you know, putting yourself out there and you may get rejection. You may have somebody who's like, no, or you may have somebody who really wants to help, but they can't because of whatever season they're in or whatever they have going on at the time. So um, I love that you address those two, because I remember sometimes being so overwhelmed that I couldn't even figure out what's the first thing to do to help me. And it's been different parts of my life. It's so funny. We just moved and my sister came over to help and I was overwhelmed because we had so much stuff here. Um, and she's like, okay, what do you want me to do? And I was like, I don't know. Okay, well, follow me and da, da, da. And then she said, she was following me around the house. And she's like, I'm just walking behind you. Like, girl, give me a station. I'll figure it out. <laughs> like, right, right. Give me a room. And I was like, oh, wait. Okay, you're right. Yes. <laughs> but right. sometimes, you know, to have somebody not only come in and help, but to have them say, wait. You're in a little chaotic state right now. Let me help you break this down to be able to receive the help. Now we're at a, you know, we've been in here for about like a month or whatever. So now clearly I can be like, oh, I need this, I need this. But at that moment, I was just overwhelmed. So thank you for saying that because it's yeah. real. And that's exactly what Handlander does too. And that's why it's not about just something that I'm trying to put out there in the world j just for the sake of putting it out there. Like it, it truly, to me, it truly is a solution because you can, one, you can ask for help and you can do it anonymously, but that anonymous request is submitted in a circle of people that you do life with. So they may not know it's you, but you know, it's somebody that you, you already connected with. And yeah. the folks who, if they, if they're like, no, no, I can't help or, or it's not the right time or it's too far, or I'm physically unable to help, or I don't have this, whatever the thing is they can say no without feeling obligated or pressured or feeling bad about it. 
you know, it doesn't get back to you. So now you're not like, oh, well, this person just didn't want to help me. So they're not feeling the pressure. And then you only hear back from the people who can help. So you're not necessarily feeling that intimidation or rejection. And people don't really know who you are until there's this agreement that somebody is going to help. So it's it's really safe. It's like, it kind of breaks us out of that shell of, of I can't ask for help. Now there's no excuse. We still have all of our other avenues. We can still pay somebody if we need to. We can still mass text, mass email. We can still do all the inefficient ways if we need to, but use Handlender first, especially because we're all, you know, it's a way for us to extend our network and be connected with people. And it helps people help other people. It helps us to know exactly how to do that. I think of like how many times, for me anyway, I when I show up to spaces and I don't know how I add value, it's really hard for me to stay engaged in those spaces. When mm-hmm. I have skills and talents and abilities and love to help others, and I don't know really how to do that, or I can't really see how I'm really contributing to the world, I feel like, well, what? This, this isn't it. I need to do something else, you know, like this ain't it, y'all. So <laughs> I think Handlender brings that out. It taps into those skills and talents because everybody can offer something and it's not monetary based. It's not a financial thing. You don't owe me for helping you. It's not meant to be like that. Our tagline is the power of giving and the comfort of receiving. It's a perpetual cycle of just supporting one another. Yep. I love that. Okay. So I can't talk, I can't, we can't talk too much because like, I feel like you've already been talking about your superpower. So we're going to get into it and then don't, don't fret anyone because her information is going to be listed, um, with the podcast and also, um, not only her information, but Handlender, how to be a part, how to support, um, what she's doing. So yes. All right. You ready? Ready. All right. Awesome. Okay. So our first question. So this is all about superpowers and why it's so important to me is because I have been at that place where I have felt like I didn't, I didn't even know what I possessed. Right. I was coming out of a place of fear, uncertainty, um, for better word, insecurity, you know, all of these different places. And God showed me different superpowers that I had. And there were three different types of superpowers. And through this course of the last 15 years, because I've been on this journey with him, trying to, uh, I, I, trying to better myself so I can show my children something different so I can leave a lasting legacy of more positive than the negative, right? And so on this journey, he's been showing me all these different things. And so with all these trainings and lessons and things that I've learned, I decided that I want to share this with other people. And one of the things that I've, you know, I do this in my women's group, I'm more women, but it, it goes to anybody. You don't have to be a woman for this but it does a couple of different things. When you find your own power, you are able to stop being envious or jealous of other people. You see how unique you are, how special you are, and how that you have these gifts and talents that no one else has the way you have them. And it gives you a sense of purpose and pride. And then you're able to contribute more or um, not even just contribute, but uh, you're able to be a better teammate, a better, you know, collaborate. That's what I was looking for. You're, you're, you're able to collaborate uh, better because what happens is if you come in a broken, if you come broken to a space to collaborate, 
well, why is she doing this? And how does she do, why does she, you come with all, like you can't even collaborate correctly um, or you're envious of somebody's skill and you wish you had that. And instead of focusing on the skill that you bring to the table, when you're collaborating, everybody needs to bring their skill sets. And if they don't know or are confident in their skill set, they can't collaborate. So that helps you not only in work environment and school, but in your home, like everybody brings something different to the table or in your family or in your community, we all bring different things to the table. And so that's why I've been on this journey. Um, That's why I decided to start talking about superpowers so people can understand that everyone has them. Everyone has at least five. That's at the minimum. Mm -hmm. And to show them, so, you know, the superpowers I talk about may get people to be like, oh, wow, wait a second, I think I may have that. Or when you, when every, all of our guests share, they're able to maybe tap into someone else's superpower and to release it from within. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So the first one is what, tell me what you think your God-given superpower is. Yeah, um, that's a, I love this question. I love this topic. Um, because you know, what you said is just so true about, I just have have had so many times where I walked into spaces and not really thinking about what you're coining as my superpower or my, my superpowers. Um, and I've walked into so many spaces, not knowing those things, Mm -hmm. feeling inadequate, feeling like I don't really belong here. And it could be in a group of women, successful women and then it feels like I'm shrinking or like I'm a child or something like that and I used to ask like what is what is this like I'm I'm capable of so many things but why do I feel less than and I think part of it might just be due to you know not really understanding and knowing the gifts and strengths that that have been given to me by God so what I want I would say is my God-given superpower I I truly believe I'm I'm a bit of an empath Um, I think that I have this kind of uncanny and I'm not into no crazy stuff. So it's not, you know, I'm not doing sorcery or anything like that, but I have this uncanny ability, discernment maybe, um, to sort of pick up and sense what others are feeling when something's off. If it's a heaviness, if it's, if it's something, if it's like their, their world's just shifted a little bit, um, I, I can pick up on that and, I think that I'm pretty relatable. So when I get a chance to talk with those folks or, or just connect with them, then I say, Hey, like, well, what's going on with this? And as they're trying to explain maybe what they're feeling, I can almost finish their sentences for them. And then they're like, yeah, like that's, yeah, that's exactly it. That's, that's this. And I didn't realize that, or I didn't even know I've had people say, I didn't even know I was feeling like that, but yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And then it, it, shifts I know right and I'm like well that's that's cool (laughs) it sort of shifts to like now let's address it if we need to let's just sit here if we need to let's find solutions if we need to whatever it is we need to do let's be able to do that now that we've one now that this person knows that they're not alone and maybe that's that's part of part of what it is I think I thankfully from God am able to help people know that they're not alone in so many circumstances, so many situations. And it's not just from a perspective of, well, I've lived it, I've experienced it, but it's like, nah, I can feel this with you and we're going to walk together. So I'm super thankful for that. I love that. And I, I think there's so many more superpowers in what you just said than just being an empath or having that discernment. Um, But 
everyone wants to feel seen and heard. Right. Right. And to be able to do that and give that to them. That's, that's amazing. That's a blessing. And, um, and that's giving up your time and energy because to feel that I am uh, an empath or discernment, I have a discernment. Um, it takes a lot of, it's after you're done, you don't feel in the, in the moment, but after you're done, you're like, whew, okay. Right. It Absolutely. takes a lot of, um, energy to meet somebody where they are and to be able to sit in that with them. Right. And so not only do you have discernment or your empath, but then you have patience because some people can sense it and feel it, but they don't stop to say, okay, I'm Let me sit here with you and help you try to figure this out. So uh, patience is a virtue. We know that. Um, (laughs) And uh, man, you know, so that is another one that I've seen and then problem solving. So you're Mm -hmm. like, let's sit here and figure this out together. Yep. So all of those play together in what you just described. So see that we just, you said one thing, but it ended up being three things. I know, so, right? Problem solving is a, is a big one too. That's something that I saw my LinkedIn profiles, problem solver, I'm an innovator. And that's just natural. Like I'm always looking for how do I fix things? So yeah, way to bring that out. So look, we just, now we're at four because innovation, <laughs> innovator, right? So I'm going to keep accounts as we're doing this. I'm going to be like, Want another one, another one. And then it's so- to me, and then I'll put it on t-shirt and I can wear that t-shirt. And then I will tag you when I'm oh, I love that. Okay, All right. So we're gonna write this down. We are, do you want to use uh, empath or discernment? How do we write in, in a as a as a I'm a, am I a discerner? Is empath, is it is that like some supernatural weird stuff? We need to make yeah, sure that no. it's <laughs> okay. So let me tell you, I just had a conversation with a young lady um not too long ago. We we're talking about discernments and empath, right? And just the, the, the technical version of it. And I looked it up, but empath is exactly what you're saying. So I, I feel that empath is the definition um that mostly everyone knows, mm-hmm. right? And then discernment or you know, be um, is more of maybe a spiritual terminology. So it's up to you, whichever one you want to use, but, or I can write them both now. Yeah, that's us write them both. And then I'll, and then I'll pray about it and be like, God, what should I put on this shirt? <laughs> Empath. Um, what else do we say? Problem solving. Mm-hmm. And then we said, um innovation i remember because it was i was like oh yes fill my cup today (laughs) and innovate all right anything else has god given Um, and this one here is five already and i was like we'll just listen we'll just we'll read we'll do a recap (laughs) all right all right. Okay. So is so there so those are some some heavy ones. And I love that it's a perfect for your business and what you're trying to do. Problem solving is the biggest part of Handlender. Um innovation because you created it and being able to have that discernment impasse. So I see that all day long with you, girl. All right. The second question is what is something that is um what is your superpower? Something that you learn and you were able to take that and just take it to a whole nother level. So from a training, a teaching, something that someone else taught you. And then you're like, oh, okay. And because you're an innovator, you're able to say, okay, you taught me this, but then I was able to see some flaws in that. And then I took it to a whole nother level to figure this out. Right. What do you feel um, 
that's your superpower, your learned superpower. Yeah, that's, um, this question is a little bit more challenging. The, the first thing that kind of pops into my head though, is mm-hmm. um, my ability to be so detailed oriented. I think it started off that way as a, you know, life kind of has a way of making some people feel like they, they are perfectionists. And Mm so in being a perfectionist, you sort of pay attention to details, but just going through, um, different stages of my career, different stages of life, different life experiences. Um, you learn to pay attention for me. Anyway, I learned to pay attention to more things. I pay attention I think it started off like you pay attention to the things that people want you to pay attention to, or maybe that they put out there and I can take note of those things and and sort of keep them. A simple example is I, I have my license plate number memorized. I have my driver's license number memorized, my debit card number memorized, my credit card number memorized. And of course we normally all remember, you know, remember our social security numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know if everybody does this, but it's like, I don't need to look no. at let me just tell you no (laughs) right so let me tell you a quick little funny story is that my sister my older sister she used to work at a bank when she was like right out of high school and I would bank with a bank with the bank that she worked at and one day I wanted to either make a deposit withdraw and I couldn't remember my my account number and she was like girl and she she knew my account number (laughs) the world um, I am good with numbers, not, I can remember like social security numbers. So I know mine and my husband, like the, I, I may even know his better than I know mine, but no, I know our, <laughs> um, really good. But when you start saying like debit card numbers and stuff, yeah, no, Mm-mm. I know, I, I know. I'm no. like, it just, after so often, it's just, it's just in there that like mm-hmm. I got, it's crazy. Cause I, I was so mad one time I got, um, I got pulled over the, I think she was just, a, I, she probably felt disrespected. I didn't see her and I did pass her, but I was only going five over the speed limit and mm-hmm. she was like, it's 55 max. And I'm like, okay. But I happened to not have my license with me at, at that point. Cause I was rushing somewhere. I had my wallet in a different purse. And so she's like, what's your, you know, where's your license? And I'm like, I don't have it, but I know the number and it just kind of comes in handy. So those types of like seeing those things and I don't intentionally try to commit it all to memory. It just Mm -hmm. sort of happens. So seeing things, like I said, that people might want you to see, um, I think that's more so learn because you learn what to pick up on, but the things yeah. that I feel that I've, that I've been able to sort of take to a different level level is to, um, sort of remember and pick up and pay attention to the things that people don't want you to see their, um, expressions, their demeanors, um, some of the details that are, are sort of hidden, some of the questions that people don't necessarily think to ask. And I think we might all run into that and might not know it's a superpower that we have. It's right. those times when we're, when we're in meetings or when we're in spaces and we feel like, I don't want to ask this question because everybody knows it. Or when you ask a question, this has happened to me when I, I've asked questions and I was already a little hesitant to ask it. And then when I ask it and then everybody's there all silent, that can initially feel like, oh my gosh, it's true. It was a dumb question. I shouldn't have asked it. But mm-hmm. then they're like, I was thinking the same thing. And then, or, I, or I've never thought about that. Or that's a really good point. And then you're like, oh, you know, like. <laughs> 
but it's something because I'm paying attention to the things that maybe people aren't paying attention to. So I think just over the course of all these years, being in different fields from um, the technical sort of by myself or with other technical people, and then going into those people spaces as a program mm -hmm. manager, um, and then now going into the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial space it just allows me to take in so much more information and and hold it and then and I don't know pay attention to it so that I know what to do with it in the future I love that um I don't know I I, I put reading the room and people I don't know <laughs> if that categorized that well is it is that good yes remember take this list um, after you checkpoint it, I will print you a t-shirt and send it to you. How about that? Yes. 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 Um, okay. So that's awesome. And then the last question is what is your superpowers that you learn from difficulty? So going through a difficult time in your life, you were able to come on the other side of that, the lessons learned, how are you able to, you know, and you're using that in your life to not only for yourself or maybe to help others what do you feel like is um your superpower from coming from a difficult place um this one's easier <laughs> <laughs> I, I right off the bat i would just say endurance and mm. um it, that might be one that's more common but i would say endurance for sure um mm. i i grew up without necessarily having parents my my mom and I uh, were not ever really that close, just, you know, by what her own life circle, I can't even, I used to be upset with my life and with my family for things. But then when you start to understand that people go through things that were out of their control too, and it affects how they treat you, all of that. Anyway, so yeah. she and I weren't ever really close. I didn't live with her very much of my life. Um, so I lived with, with grandparents. They died when I was very young, being, you know, physically abused in certain ways, being adopted and then abused again and then moved and then uprooted and then running. I ran away from Chicago to, to, to Grand Rapids, Michigan as like a, a 12 year old, right? I'm hopping on Greyhound buses, just oh, all wow. sorts of things like that. And then just continuing to deal with, um, I would say people who have, who have intentionally taken advantage of me, my emotions, or just have treated me like you know, based on what I thought that I was worth as well. Like if I not having that solid foundation outside of Christ, not having that solid uh, familial foundation. And I think that just kind of screwed a lot of things up. But at the same time, it taught me one, I know I talked about not really having to ask for help, but in some ways that was great. It, it forced me into that problem solving. If I didn't really feel comfortable asking for help, I figured out how to do it. And I really learned to love it. I fix things in my house now just because I love doing it. Sure, mm -hmm. I could have someone do those things for me, but no, like I actually enjoyed taking this thing apart and putting it together. Um, mm -hmm. But to endure all those things, to be knocked down so many times, to say to myself, I'm done, to say to God, I quit. I've had moments where I've said, God, I feel like you made a mistake when you made me, or mm -hmm. I feel like when you made me, you made me as an example to show people what not to be and what not to do. Having those types of feelings is so yeah. heavy, but then also realizing, then being able to get up the next day, like, all right, let's go do this. You know, like I, I have, I have children that I'm responsible for and I love them. And 
recognizing that the adversity that has come and difficulties that have come to destroy me um, are really in some ways here to get to my children and the generations to come. So feeling more of a warrior, like, oh no, like we're not, this, this all stops with me. Maybe, you know, my parents or generations prior to me, they didn't address the issues, but it stops here with me. So I'd live it all again if I have to that. And then being able to go through things, come out and pretty much, you know, maybe get beat up in the process, but um, come out victorious uh, and then meet people who are like in those same spots, but not able to come through it until they meet you, which is really, really awesome. I met, um, and, and I don't know if this is too much to share or not, but I mean, it's, it's our stories. There's super dark times in my life many years ago where I wanted to commit suicide. And I, I even attempted a few times mm. and I did dealing with, um, illnesses and like an autoimmune disease things. I just felt like it's not my fault. Why did this, you know, those kinds of questions and yeah. feeling like I don't want to do it anymore, but then meeting someone who was almost a spitting reflection of my life was going through the same things. And her telling me she was in a, this was a girl, she was in the hospital. I didn't know her. Um, uh -huh. Some by, by some way I came to know of her. And I just said, you know what? I feel like I'm supposed to go up to the hospital and just kind of sit with this girl. And I did. And I went up there and she was like, I don't want to live anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I think she, she had some sort of illness and maybe sickle cell, something. And she was like, I don't, I'm not going to be able to do this. My family is this. I don't have this. And I'm just done. And I told her my story and she's just in tears. And she's like, I think I want to live. I think I want to live. And I think I want to keep going. And I really thank you for telling me your story. And so it's things like that, that make me feel like, you know what? I'm going to keep going. And I know that I'm not doing it on my own. I know that it's the power of God. Yeah. But I appreciate that he's allowing me to see that like it enduring, it's worth it to endure. He will rescue me even when I feel like it's like I'm done. And it's not, it's not for me. It's for other people. It's for my kids. It's for the folks who don't even haven't even met me yet. It's for all the hand lenders. It's for all the more women. It's for the people that I connect with. So long way of saying in endurance for sure, being able to endure for the purposes of, of blessing other people. I am so glad that your attempts failed. I'm so glad that God uh, allowed you to be like, nope, this isn't it because we wouldn't be here today. And so thank you so much for sharing this story. Um, it's it's um, one of the verses that I absolutely love is Isaiah 60, 22. And when I'm at my lowest um, and when you have a great purpose on your life, you know, I feel like your mind is, you know, I, I say the devil's like constantly trying to work on my mind, right? Telling me that I'm not worth it and all these other things, right? And because it's like to stop you from doing the things that you're called to do. And Isaiah um, 60, 22, he says, the least of you will become a thousand. The smallest, a mighty nation. I am the Lord. So he's mm -hmm. going to take 
the the people who feel like, oh, why me? I have all these different things. You know what I mean? And he's going to make us mighty. And the way he makes us mighty is because of the lessons we've learned through going through those trials and tribulations and us sharing our stories with others to allow others to be able to be helped and healed. And so um, that is that not only is it for us, because the the trajectory, when I say these 15 years or 16 years, I had just came off of my second divorce. I had two sets of children, two with my first marriage, two with my second marriage. So now I'm a single mom of four kids. And I said, ah, no, like I couldn't do it for myself. Um, but for my kids, I wanted to show them something different. And so that's why I decided to say, I'm the common denominator. I may not be the reason or the cause of this, but for some reason, I'm attracting this in my life. And the healthier I am, the better I'll, the more, um, the better I'll attract. Um, and so, yeah, that's yep. what started on this journey. So I, I get it. And sometimes we can't do it for ourselves because we can't see our value. So I'm saying this to anyone that's out there. If you're in this struggling place and you can't do it for yourself, find something to do it for until you get to that healthy part where you can say, oh, I'm doing this for me now. Right. Because now the things I do is, you know, it's worth it. And and um, and let me tell you. I say this all the time and, you know, I don't, I don't cuss or whatever. I mean, my, my family doesn't cuss, but I tell my, I'll tell people this all the time. And I use this word. It's not a cuss word as hell, but I still to say this all the time because this is how like serious it is. Sometimes I have to tell my feelings to go to hell because <laughs> <laughs> my feelings changes right. in the moment, like in a second, right? I can be on a high, I can be having a great morning. A person can cut me off on the road, then I get irritated. And then like, so wait a second, like, I'm going to let that small part of that day derail the whole day. No, um, I could feel sad one moment, just like you say, you were like, you know, you could feel really bad. But then the next morning, you're like, okay, I got this. Let's do this. We right. can't give into our feelings, right? We cannot give into our feelings. We have to have something that is foundational, that we're doing this for, that we have a purpose. That's, I can go on. Thank you so much. I'm with you. Recognizing those, even though, even those pitfalls, those things come and you're like, all right, I know that this is, this whole thing that's happened today is trying to take me off course. Yes. Completely off course. And not only is it trying to take me completely off course, it's trying to take me completely off course to affect those in my life. Those that I have the capacity and the ability to reach. If I'm not well, I'm surely not trying to reach or talk to or be around any person, family or not. Right. Yes. So it's like, yes. let me recognize that, stop it in its track, call it for what it is, acknowledge those emotions and those feelings, and then address them. And then do what you got to do to keep it moving. Yeah. And, and phone a friend like Henlander. <laughs> you exactly. have to, right? right. You have to have some people in your life. Oh, another thing too that if you have people in your life, that you don't like in your life, you have to do some self-evaluation, right? And then you have to learn how to have healthy boundaries and say no and have right expectations. But, um, and you need to get to that healthy place. Cause I remember at a, it was a point in time that I couldn't, I felt like um, it was just toxic around me. And I was like, I can't even call on people because it's so, 
I wasn't in a safe space to be able to call on somebody or to help. So Handlender is great for that. But what I was always taught by my mentor is that when you can't find a person, there is always a book. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So if you're in a space where you can't find a person that you can um, learn from, um, speak into your life, there is always, always a book. So search out a book until you can, until that person comes into your life and you're able to do that. So there's no excuses. You need some help, phone a friend, get with Handlender and see what's up or grab a book and say, okay, I need help with this. This book is going to help me. And you read it and, and start practicing it. So now everyone, do you see why I was like, I'm so amazed and I'm so glad that she's here because she's simply amazing. I love it. Oh, thanks. I it's appreciate just so good. Yeah. And, um, anytime you want to come on here, because I feel like there's more that we can put on this list. Um, yeah. and then we'll just get more and more t-shirts from me. <laughs> I know I would wear them all too. I'm, I've been into those graphic novels and the graphic novels, the graphic uh, t-shirts and uh-huh. novelty tees, I'll say. I'm Yeah, I've really been into those, making my statements. <laughs> yes, I know that's right. I love that. And you just gave me a great idea because I think this is what I'm going to do for my guests that come on the show. And that's a great uh, way of... Innovator, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I love it. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me today, sharing your stories, your strengths, um, your passion, and Handlender. I can't wait uh, for more people to know about you guys. What is it that you would like for them to do? Would you like for them to follow you, check out your webpage? Let us know. Yeah, well, because Handlender is not just for for folks and us in our personal lives, it's for professionals as well. So if if you're a part of a network and you are regularly seeing these folks all the time, I'd love to to meet with whoever the facilitators are and have them just give Handlender a try to see if it enhances that sense of community, see if it builds up that interactivity between the folks and, and that support network um, to, to just prove out you know, how beneficial it actually is. So it's for churches and businesses and schools and groups of people and collectives and housing communities. So any place where there's just a group of people. So if you know somebody who, or groups that may want to benefit, please uh, reach out, let me know. I'm on LinkedIn. You can reach out to me via email at info at handlender.com. You can go to my website at www.handlender.com. Yeah. Otherwise, Go to the website, subscribe to our newsletters. There's going to be a new one coming out here at the beginning of July. Um, and then just follow any of our, our social media pages. That would be that would be great. I'm really looking to just share Handlender with the world to, to get people connected and to help people help people. I love that. And we've been talking for a while now. Handlender, we're going to have Handlender for our more women ladies as well. So I'm excited about that. We're going to get together because every time we get together, it's not frequent enough. We're like, catching up and doing all the stuff. Um, and so we're gonna we're gonna get that together for you. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. So Seisha, thank you so much for being thank my guest today. Thank you. This was awesome. I really appreciate you having me. All right. All right. If you want more information, we'll have it below. But until next time, we want you to find out what your superpower is. Bye-bye. <laughs>